Hello and welcome to Having a Chat. My name is Tommy Kasher and today I'm chatting with the boys about hair and makeup. The boys studio, comprising of Dean and Mitch, have been together as partners since 2017 and since then their passion for makeup and hair has only grown. For over 10 years they worked separately Dean in the makeup industry managing counters for Napoleon Purtis and MAC Cosmetics, as well as teaching a diploma in makeup services at a local academy, while Mitch had his own hairdressing business for five years. In 2018, they combined the passion of both their industries with the boys' studio. Mitch and Dean, boys, thank you so much for joining me. How are we? Good. Good. How are we doing? So good. Uh, was I spot on with everything in my intro there? Were all my dates and years correct? Oh, no, you're sweet. Yep. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, good. I'd just like to mention that, yes, we've been um, business partners since 2017, but we've been relationship partners since 2007. Yes. Yes. Two- just to add on a little bit more of a tidbit there for you. No, I like it. How many tough times have there been during that like business relationship kind of... Is that really hard, like having a business with your partner? From 2017 to now, which is like three years. Oh, you know, no, I, I, well, I'm personally, I don't think so because I think both Mitch and I have the, the same vision in line and the same passion and the same end goal, and the end goal is not there yet. So, yep. yeah. not at all. No. I think I think we're good at separating the two, work and home. I think yeah, we're pretty yeah, good. definitely. Like we can walk through that door and just go, oh, thank God, it's done. You yeah, know, good. We don't ever talk about work at home we never talk about the only thing I think we ever talk about work when it's at home is when it's something inspirational oh good that's good so if you've had a like a shit day at work uh-huh. you're not coming home bitching about that or like complaining no. about a client God, or anything no. like we're all home is home and work is work 100% yes that's exactly <laughs> and I think you like you look at our house now when we, you know we're recording this in our house now and our house is so different in the way we um, decorate our house and also how we um, decorate the studio as well. So studio doesn't look like this. Yeah. And our um, house doesn't look like our studio. You know, it's obviously a little a good bit of pink. Yeah. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Not as pink. Was that Always a, pink. Was that a conscious decision no. to like keep them separate? Not really, no. But I think the house is always the escape and the oasis from just life in general. Yeah. Um, so I think this is more our personal comfortable style. And then the studio is more our like artistic kind of fashion trend style totally and also our little dog our little dog who's sitting next to Mitchell right now while Mitchell talks our little dog also just reiterates back to us that this is home yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah. all right boys so what do we have for breakfast the way I always start uh. my chats what do we have for breakfast <laughs> oh dear okay oh, I had a we don't really eat much no we, we don't not in the morning I eat like a, I don't eat I drink a, a quad shot of espresso from Praise Joe's next door which we love delicious yes, yes. so a quads and then I, what all happens is that Mitch and I will both have a quad shot of espresso I'll take an, a filtered coffee to work with me, so I've got something in my hands. Wait, so is a quad shot four shots yes. of coffee? Yes. yes, yes, yes. We like the. This is how we keep. We like to get a work happy by, all day. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! How long did it take you to build up to taking a quad shot? God bless you. I love that you asked this question because our love first started from coffee. 
Yeah. So I used to work from Starbucks yeah. back in the day. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I hope I'm not jumping ahead of myself. No, no, no. But um, I used to work for Starbucks and Mitch used to work for McCafe at Broadmeadow McDonald's. <laughs> not as yeah. bitchy as Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know people are like, why do you love Starbucks so much? And I think people don't like believe me that there used to actually be two Starbucks in Newcastle back in the day. Whereabouts were they? So there was two. I used to work at the Glendale one. So if you're familiar with the Glendale Supercenter, which is what it was called back then, now it's called Stockland. Yes, Glendale, I think Stockland, maybe. Yes. But back in the day, it was called uh, Glendale Supercenter, and where Aromas Cafe is, where um, the Great Union. Oh my God, I'm showing my age. <laughs> Great <laughs> Union. What's that now? Carl's Carl's Jr. Where we Carl's Jr. Yeah. is. Yes, yeah. where Carl's Jr. is next door to that where was where Starbucks was. Yeah. And I opened that store up with a team, and Mitchell used to come in and visit, and used to get his white chocolate mocha, yes. which he now gets. Just I recently. know. I've actually gone back to the white chocolate mocha. Very nostalgic. With Praise Joe. So, so met me there and we, yeah, that's where we started in 2007. So I've only moved to Newcastle in the last few months. And when I moved here, I didn't drink coffee. Uh-huh. And I'm oh now starting to drink coffee and I'm Everywhere. starting on a soy mocha. A s- so uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a long way away from... A quarter from a strength? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh. <laughs> I'm a long way Just away. the wave of the coffee bean over the top. Yeah, and I've tried like a few long blacks. That's And mm. that's so... Like, that just tastes like... Bitter dish water to me, like oh, that's it's, it's hard to get a good long black. I think you can't hide behind a long black. I love this conversation because I remember yes. I used to work for Starbucks. So I used to say, "Never say bitter, say zesty." Oh, it's zesty! A zesty <laughs> it's a zesty coffee because like, mm, uh, you know this what? is zesty. I don't think I like <laughs> yeah, it. Next, <laughs> next time I drink someone's long black, I'll go mm, a bit too zesty. For and me. it was for a, for a cappuccino. It was always foam, not froth, because a froth comes from a dog's mouth. That's what they used to always tell us. That's what, that's what they used to always tell us. So it's so funny that you talk about us talking about coffee and we how much we love coffee and that's where it started. So it's yes. such a 360. So back to 2007, mm. who made the first move? It was MySpace. MySpace. Yes. MySpace. It was Tom. You remember Tom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Tom. Always your first friend. <laughs> so you literally met over MySpace. I think it was a bit of a stalk situation. Oh, that's I, Like, I would go in all the time. Yep. I'd have, get my coffee. Like, I was there probably, like, four times a week. Because mm. yep. I was just obsessed with Starbucks. I'm like, oh, my God, fabulous. It was a culture, though, because as soon as um, the Devil Wears product came out. Yes. That's, which is me. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. Miranda Priestly. Star- Starbucks was everywhere, right? In yeah, that movie. okay. So I think that's what really kind of launched to Starbucks pop culture in Australia. Because no one even heard of a Starbucks back no. then. No. It was Glory Jeans or Michelle's Patisserie. Yeah. And where are they? <laughs> <laughs> so were you sort of trying to go to Starbucks at that time to like, because you were such a big fan of the coffee and you wanted to like take some of their coffee knowledge back to McCafe? And- no, it was the culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the culture. It was like, like McCafe loved working there, I think, because I started working when I was like literally 14, nine months yeah. at McDonald's. Oh my God, that was the era, wasn't it? It when was. Like 14, nine 14, months. Nine I months. Working now. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> My parents are like, get a job. I'm like, all right, off I go. Um, but I didn't want to work. So at that time, boys always had to work out the back and make okay. the burgers. Yep. And girls could only work out the front and do the counter. And yep. I was like, foul, I'm not making burgers. <laughs> yep. I want to work out the front and I didn't want the tie. I wanted the bow. Yep. And they wouldn't let it. So I was like, well, I want to work in the cafe. And I was just a little bitch. And they're like, fine, whatever, work in the cafe. And... That's how I kind of started with like coffee. It wasn't anything that I was like passionate about yep. because I love Starbucks like so much more. So I would just go out there all the time. And it wasn't until my cousin actually was like, oh, look at that cute boy with the blue eyes behind the counter serving us all the time. And I'm like, 
Because mm. I was casual when I first started, so probably Mitchell didn't recognize me until a little bit later on when I became full time. Uh, <laughs> full time employee. Yes, yeah, so I got a full time, you know, upgrade. However, it's a bit of a funny story because we always talk about this now, but there was a boy that Mitchell was seeing prior to me at Starbucks who now works at Mac, who now lives in LA, <laughs> who is a makeup artist, which is so weird. I know, how to, I know how to pick my men. Literally, the guy that Mitchell first saw back in the day, and I'm not going to mention names, and it's so funny because I'll tag some of my friends that worked for Mac that will remember this boy. Yeah. He, he um, worked for Starbucks at Glendale with me. We became friends, us two collectively. And then I didn't even know anything about Mitchell, but I remember this guy saying to me, oh my God, I've met this like little twink. He's like this cute little boy. Because <laughs> Mitchell's like 16 back then. And I was like, what, maybe 18. So we're such babies. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Didn't even think anything of it. And then this guy ended up leaving from um, Glendale to Melbourne. He's yeah. now living in, now he lives in LA, but he moved to Melbourne worked for Melbourne Starbucks, and then he trained to be a makeup artist. And then he started working for MAC Cosmetics down in Melbourne. Yep. And then he left Melbourne, and then he moved to LA because he got agency represented. And now he lives in LA. And then Mitch and I met each other like a month later after this guy had left for Melbourne. And then it's so bizarre that we talk about this story because the stories are so much So insane, similar, yeah. But I just didn't move to LA. I'm like, you picked the wrong man, boy. Like, come on, you could be living in LA right now. Although you wouldn't want to be living in no, LA right now. No, not right now. But no. I, didn't, I didn't pick the wrong boy. No, you didn't. I'm joking. He knows what he's doing but now. So We've funny. got a fabulous business together, man. Yes, that's right. No, but it's just such a funny story. Yeah. So I just can't get over that you guys don't have any breakfast. Like, that's what I'm picking up here. So we go for a party. It's quite bad. We are trying. So will you have... Because I'm assuming you're busy all day at the salon. Do you get a break for lunch? Like, no. How does it work? So nope. you just don't... Hardly no, eat during the day. Eat. And that's no. what I was saying to you earlier. Like we're just trying to mentally and health, help mentally prepare ourselves for obviously summer's coming. Yeah. But um, we're just trying to be better at our health in regards to like making sure that we fuel ourselves with the right food. And But yes, we're trying with breakfast. Yep. We're trying with lunches. We've just ordered new foods. Yeah, nice. Um, yes. Just so we can prepare ourselves because yeah. it is hard. It is hard. Definitely, especially in this industry when you don't allocate those times during the day to have a, a time off. We, yeah, always, we always try to, but of course, if a client calls, wants a hair appointment and I've got a lunch break, I'll sacrifice a yeah. lunch break to get it. Because it's only me that's in the studio to, to be doing hair. Yeah. So it's either sacrifice a lunch break or wait another I do prepare weeks. almonds yeah. for him sometimes. I do prepare <laughs> yes, food do. for him. Like, yes. I'll have like literally five minutes and just scoff this down. Yeah. I'll be, are we mixing up a colour and he'll be like, eat something. Eat yeah. something. But that also reiterates back to me that I also need to be eating and preparing myself as well. So let's go back. How did you both start in your respective industries? Oh, way back then. Yeah. So I, I, oh. I want to know how we both got the first start in makeup and, and hair, respectively. I just want to speak for both Mitch and I in regards to what we spoke about when yep. we were kids. Yep. We used to always love hair and makeup. I grew up, my mum loved makeup. Like I used to go makeup shopping with her and she's always loved makeup. So that kind of stemmed from there. But my background is also from graphic design and media. Like I used to always love doing anything with websites and graphic design, but then I also thought I was going to be in film. And then I started loving makeup and then I met Mitchell at Starbucks and then within a year, we both get our careers together. So I was um, 20, Mitchell was 18, just mm-hmm. turned 20 and just turned 18 and um, we just thought about hair and makeup. That's all we spoke about. Yeah. And Mitchell got his apprenticeship and I first got my first gig as a makeup artist at a um, counter in Newcastle that's no longer here 
And then we used to always say to each other, just imagine if we have our own studio that we can play this music that we want to play and create a vibe that we want to create. And there was this one song in particular, and it's a Mariah Carey song. <laughs> People are just going to be like, oh, it's it fucking Mariah Carey. And here she is right now. <laughs> um, and I was just like, and just imagine like creating a studio space where women or anybody can come, get their hair and makeup done, even get dressed and just go out and have drinks with their girlfriends or just a night out in the town and just create like an environment and a space. And now we fast forward to now and that's exactly what we're doing. And mm. it's just been so exciting for us, for Mitch and I, just to create that journey from the very beginning since 2007, from the very first time I got my um, chance and opportunity as a makeup artist on a counter but then also Mitchell back then to be a first-year apprentice at a local salon. Well, I mean, my hair history went way back before yes. this. Okay. So my mum was a hairdresser. My uncle was one of the top regional reps for Schwarzkopf. Yep. So I kind of was... And your uncle was a barber as well. Oh, yeah. So my uncle was a barber as well. Forgot about him. But <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite like instilled, I guess. Like I was just always around it. And when I would finish like school, when I was in high school, like I'd finish school, my mum's salon that she worked at wasn't too far away from the high school that I was at. So I would always like go. I'd be like rinsing colours, rinsing perms. Are <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, they coming back? Don't, um, don't, yes, don't be shady. Yes, no, they are. Um, and like blow dry. Like so I got taught just how to do things because yep. I was just like this little like salon assistant just as an after-school program. Yep. And um, I just got really interested in it. But I still, like, my mum started when she was really young. She was actually quite an amazing hairdresser. She won, like, national awards for hairdressing. And when I said to her, I'm like, no, I really want to be a hairdresser. I want to do it. She was like, please don't. Please do not do it. Oh, my God. It's awful. It's crippling. (laughs) You're on your feet all day. You never eat. Oh, my God. Your pay is terrible. And I was like, no, I just love it. Like, I just think it's so fun. It's amazing. I just really want to get into it. Um, and it, it is a very hard career. Like, starting off as an apprentice, it was extremely hard. But I think if you can push through it and then having our goals I was together. I wasn't for very long. I'm just going to show you a photo. This is when Mitch used to do my hair prior to him being a hairdresser. And oh, we, wow. I know. And we thought that was good. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. Like, that's the type of hair he used to do for me. And we actually <laughs> thought that was amazing. Look at that chop. Like, God bless. But we at least literally it wasn't thought, a bowl We literally <laughs> thought that was so amazing. But this is also back in 2008, 2009, yeah. you know. So, Dean, you, Mitch said that he's, you know, he grew up kind of in a salon and doing blow waves and rinsing and colouring. How did you first start with makeup like you mentioned you went shopping with your mum and stuff but yeah how did you first start playing with it so um yeah my mum used to love makeup she used to go through her drawer she had a drawer she had a makeup kit she had a drawer i used to always want to make my own brand called alleyway (laughs) (laughs) alleyway do the jingle do the jingle the the jingle is only a few people know this and it's really embarrassing (laughs) but i i i themed the song to maybelline okay that maybe she's born with it yep maybe it's maybelline yeah mine was like um was it take that alleyway in that posh way? That was <laughs> I, so bizarre that I still remember that. I was 13 years old when I made this rhyme up. Yep. And I remember having, having an A-Force um, piece of paper. And I used to actually des- des- like draw and design the packaging and how it used to look. Yep. And that was like from 13 years old. And then it just kind of evolved from there. I started getting into websites. I started creating a website for 
the one and only Mariah Carey that's on our TV screen right now. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. So I started creating a website for her and I was so- Like a fan website? Yeah, but it was official, man. Like (laughs) I was very blessed, very lucky. I reached out to the appropriate people. Oh, wow. Universal Music was on board. They sponsored me. They were like, yep, we get it. Let's do it. This is during her time, during the Emancipation of Mimi, which was her big comeback. Yep. And um, they were like on board with it. So I ran this website for two years and it was just an amazing moment for me because it also was a different outlet for me creatively as well. And I studied visual art at school and I thought I wanted to go to um, an, a, a local academy that was very private, not university, because I, th- I thought media and TV and film was almost a, a, a boutique kind of thing that I would never get from university. I just never understood why I thought that but I went to a local academy in Newcastle that I um, thought I wanted to do film and TV and I just didn't love it there was a section there about makeup and special effects and yeah I loved it but it wasn't for me and then I just started playing around with makeup with my friends and I just kind of reiterated back to me about my whole thought process back when I was a child about how much I loved makeup my love for makeup with my mom and also that sense of nostalgia as well and then yeah, when Mitch and I first met, we started talking about makeup and hair and it just kind of stemmed from there. And I was so lucky, like I said, to work as a casual artist at a brand that no longer exists in Newcastle or Australia as well. But um, I kind of built my way up through a local counter in Newcastle um, and then went to the next big thing, which was Napoleon Purtis. And Napoleon Purtis was in a great um, stepping stone for me because I managed that counter for three years at Charlestown Square. I built an amazing clientele incredible clientele and everyone knew who I was because I I was kind of like the only boy working at a counter back then yep. whereas now it's kind of very much accepted now I had red hair like what? literally red hair like everyone knew who I was in that way my red hair yeah what was that like being a boy oh at the only exposed counter yeah oh my god I used to get emails from sometimes Napoleon not Napoleon Purtis himself but from head office but I always had the interpretation of makeup is very individual and very um, much an originality type of vibe. So I always approached makeup the way I wanted to approach it and I approached my style the way I wanted to approach it in regards to me working for a brand that I'll later come down to, which was MAC Cosmetics. And I used to get emails from them saying, like, Dean, you can't do that. Like, that's like representing a brand that we're not about. Like, think about how approachable you might look to a certain clientele that might want to spend that money here. And I was just kind of like, this is shit. Like, yep. This is so bad. Like, like, don't try and change who I am. Like, I'm an artistic person. Makeup is artistic. It's yeah. like expression of freedom and expression of how you feel on that day or that event, whatever you're doing. And I worked there for three years and I left and I was so blessed to work then from 2012 till 2016 as the um, managing, the Hannah manager, sorry, of um, the David Jones Mac store, okay. which was incredible and I had the best team there. Yeah, I worked up there till 2016 and from there I left and I became a trainer at a local makeup academy, which you mentioned in your bio, in the um, introduction Yep. Um, for diploma students. And then from there it was like, let's do this brand. So Mitch, what about you? Did What was it like being a, I'm assuming there wasn't a lot of boys slash men in hairdressing back when you started? Not really. It wasn't like as common, I guess, as it is now. I remember you'd get like, a few like older clientele that were a bit funny. Like they'd be like, oh, I don't know that I want like a man. One, seeing me in this way where you've got like foils and regrowth tin on and it's just not an attractive, like ask any woman that gets her hair colored. They're like, it's not attractive sight at all. Um, But then at the same time, I think 
people kind of like loved it as well. So I used to win everybody over with my head massage. Like still, <laughs> still. Yeah, ask Jake. But he loves styles. <laughs> ask Maddie. He loves them. My goodness. Like but I would say, I would sell that to everybody yeah. just to get him in, keep people in here. That's, that's what it was. It was like, everyone would be like, I'm not too sure. And when you start off as an apprentice, it's always like shampooing and blow drying. Yep. And I would win everyone over with my head massage. And I was like, that's right. Doggo. Dog, that's Hello, our dog, CD. sorry. That's our dog. Hang that's on. okay. <laughs> you mentioned that you've talked about for many years wanting to start a business together, like mm-hmm. bring them both together. Yeah. When did the conversations become real? Okay. Oh, this is going to get deep, isn't it? I think yes. with this conversation right now. Yes. So I left Mac in 2016. I left Mac for personal reasons. My mum was terminal cancer. It was awful. And at that point, I had done all I could do with that brand. And no disrespect to Mac Cosmetics because Mac Cosmetics has put me on a, on, a, on a different level. Like I thought Napoleon gave me something, but then Mac just elevated me business-wise, artistically, everything. And then um, I left in 2016 because I was like, yeah, let's, I just need a break from cosmetic counters. I was doing it for like eight years trying to sell a brand and trying to sell lipsticks really, you know, and creating someone else's budget, to be honest. Yeah. So I left and we had a break for 2016 and Mitch didn't know what he wanted to do because he had mm. his business and... Well, was, that was kind of the part in the parcel on like... What do where, we do? What's where the next I, step? Well, when I purchased this salon, so I worked for the salon that I apprenticed at for seven and a half years and moved on from there because I, I wanted to change. And then an opportunity came up for me to purchase a, a business. And I was, how old was I? 23, oh God, 24? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so young, like 22. Yeah. When he bought, and when he bought his first business. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it. I was like, oh, I don't know. But I'm very much like, oh, well, like whatever. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like see how it goes. But knowing that we'd had this conversation for like, since we were first together and for so long, I was like, let's do it because this could be the boys' studio space. Like, who knows? And if it's not, well, it's something for me to do. So, yeah, like kind of went down that path. And as Dean said, like as he started to get over the counter management, everything that we went through within our personal life, it just became like more apparent that it's like we've got this space, we've built this reputation, like yeah, why not? And that's, I think, like a very good point that Mitch just made, like – I think if we left college and go, let's just do this business now, it would work. It wouldn't work. Like, you no. know, it took us a long time. Like we've, been, we've been together for 13 years and we've built a clientele and a, a, um, a reputation over 12 years in a very small town. And, and it takes that long, man. Mm. Like it takes that long. And I don't want people thinking on Instagram like we've been doing this for two years. We haven't been doing this for two years. Like I even said, again, in your introduction that we've been here since 2017, it's like, yes. The boys' studio has been there since the 2017 era, but like we're beyond 10 years prior to that as well of building that career and reputation. So when you started the boys' studio in 2017, yeah, was it all fantastic, great from the first minute because you'd done the groundwork for yeah. like 10 years before or was it still really tough in the first few months of opening the studio that you were still going through some like teething issues as, you're, as people do with a new business? I don't think it was, right? No, I think like, we were pretty prepared we for... Because we did six months prior work to that too. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't go like, oh, to, like last night, go, oh, let's just change it. Like, you know, let's just change the Instagram now to the boys' studio and start doing no. this. this our, co- like our branding was on point. We had all of our vision. Pr- products and procedures like all in place. We had our vision like ready to go like six months potentially a year beforehand. So okay, We right. started in October 2016. Yeah. So I think we were pretty ready. However, I don't think we were ready for how crazy busy 
extra it was going to be. Okay. For, for being just the two of us, we were just like, yep, this will be fab. Like, started off. And then all of a sudden we're like, wow, this is beyond what we were expecting the response to be. Yeah. And, th- yeah, the response in the first year was very ex- exciting for us because of like, oh, God, this has, like, become <laughs> more than we thought. We just thought we are just going to be doing a little bit of lipstick and hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it like now? Like, how crazy is it for you guys now, three years oh, down the track? I wish this, this year would have been crazy. I, t- I guarantee yeah. it. We were pretty – we were just it, continuously like, on track, like, anniversarizing, so like, every single year. Yeah, and that's a good thing, a good point. Everything yeah. was always anniversarized. It's like, all right, we did this last year. Let's just kind of like do this again. Yeah. And okay. let's elevate it to the next step and what else we can do in regards to community. Because that's always been our goal. It's always been community focused, not so much about Mitch and I, but what we can do in the community for hair and makeup. And I know hair and makeup seems so vain, but if we backtrack it to the 20s and 30s and what makeup and hair brought to, you know, like the, like the impact on people's lives and how they made them feel, like the depression, the great era of the depression of the 1930s and like the roaring 20s, like it's called the lipstick effect for no reason. But, but that's how people express themselves, right? Yes. Like I'm not, mm, yes. I'm literally someone who doesn't wear makeup and I don't have hair. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously... Perfect demographic right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> but I completely understand. That's how people want to express themselves. Like... Well, like- Dean, you're sitting here right now with blue hair. Like, yeah, blue. She's blue, bitch. <laughs> and that's that. I'm sure you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and go, "Yeah, this is what I wanted to do. This makes Sometimes. me feel more." Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> like, can I go back to blonde now? But no, I love it. No, I get it. What you're saying. But I think a lot of people as well, like, they find it as therapy. It's almost like cheap therapy to come in, and it's not yeah, so much what you therapy, will do yep. in the way of hair and makeup. It's for someone to sit. And to just indulge in the fact that somebody is doing something that potentially they could do themselves. Like everybody can curl their own hair. Everybody can do their own makeup. But to come in and just, I guess, the way that we can create an atmosphere within our studio and how we want to connect to our clients to provide them that service is more than the actual service itself. We always get like, like, again, going back to my era of like going back on counter when I used to work for Mac and Mitchell working for himself as a, a stylist and a hairdresser at a studio himself we used to always get the same conversation oh my god okay i've got to get my makeup done here and i've got to go to the hairdressers and that takes literally that's that's a four hour moment yes it might only take you 40 minutes to get your hair done and an hour to get your makeup done which equals to an hour and 40 minutes but the travel the parking the whole like prepare preparation like that's a lot man like Mm. and that's what we always want to say you know what it wouldn't be this amazing if you just have one space that you get your hair and makeup done, you come for come to see us, you get an experience, you get a personality, you get... Although, can I just interject yes. and say, not just a one place where you get your hair and makeup done, a place where you have two extremely professional people in their own yeah. individual yep. places exactly. be doing it. Because when I started, we would have hairdressing and we would have Napoleon Purtis was always... Always. The salon. Oh, oh. And that's why I had makeup to get out of that brain. There, exactly. <laughs> and you would literally have whoever was the first or second year apprentice, we would send them to yep. the Napoleon College, yep. learn how to do makeup. So when someone booked in for their formal wedding, whatever yep. it was, you were actually having the first or second yeah, year as like and it doing that. But to have somebody as skilled and trained in their craft as Dean doing makeup and as me doing hair separately, we do never cross over. Uh-huh. In between two, I never do makeup. Dean never does hair. Okay. And that's a difference. That's the difference. That's a difference. And also at the same time, as like reiterating back to what Mitchell's saying. It's like, he's 12 years in hair. I'm 12 years in makeup. He knows his shit. I know my shit. I know the products. I know the type of products I'm going to be utilizing on you. I know my kit. I've 
worked for multiple brands. I'm now a freelancer in regards to what brands I can actually utilize in my kit. So what I'm going to be delivering to my client, whether it be a bride, whether it be through a client going on her 21st or a formal, you're going to get the best from us. Mm. So while you can do looks for, you know, a formal or a wedding or, you know, a business lady who might come in and just get her makeup for a really important... Like a LinkedIn profile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, before, true. It happens. It's before, been happening a lot lately, that definitely. So do you also have... Because I've looked at the... You, clearly, I follow you guys on Instagram and looked at, at the stuff you do. Thanks, the, Del, the, We follow you back as well. <laughs> <laughs> is the more... I don't know how to explain it, so I'm just going to say it in dumb boy words. The more like... Please. Like brighter and like hectic, full-on makeup stuff. Is that, that is that like a way that you can express yourself? Like is that what makes... Mm, it's funny that you like, ask this question, mm. because I think when you ask this question for me, I, um, I love Instagram. I love like kind of planning things. So if you go back... Very, from the very beginning of when we first posted our first post back in February 2018. Yep. It's very monochromatic, very same colouring, same tone. And then we changed our brand because back in the day it was just called The Boys. And now it's called The Boys Studio because everyone used to always come up to us either at a club or like a, an event out at a bar or at a restaurant saying, oh my God, you guys are The Boys Studio. I'm like, oh, maybe we have this Mr. Mark here. Like, let's just change ourselves <laughs> to The Boys Studio. Yeah. So we're now the boys' studio and the whole pink facade that you might see that's been splashed all over our Instagram now, which is happening only in the past two to three months, it's because it also gives Mitch and I now an outlet to be a little bit more creative with our Instagram because, yes, in regards to what your question was, is from the very beginning, we had to make sure that we posted very strategic posts. And that might be, we can't post too many bridal posts because if we post too many bridal posts, that means that we're going to get too many brides and, our, mm. and that's on our focus. Yeah. Yes, we love doing bridal work and that's going to be inevitable. That's our bread and butter. But at the same time, our vision has always been, we are a hair and makeup studio. Yes, we travel and yes, we do this, but it's going to come at a cost, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> like, but... For us to go, we had to be very specific with what we posted. So everything at the beginning was very much a glam look, whereas now Mitch and I can start to be a little bit more creative with our vision and also our Instagram. And Instagram really does play an important, vital role in our business. And what people might think that we are putting up on our Instagram is the only looks that we can do. However, Mitch and I are very versatile and we can do of course. I think that's I think that's what's hard with Instagram is that when we want to have a creative day, we'll get like a model in yeah. and we will just be like, we don't have a set plan. We're yeah. just going to go for it and we're just going to have fun and we post that on our Instagram. That may technically not get the same amount of likes that we would do on like a wedding or a formal post or just a beautiful glam look that we would churn out on a Saturday night. Yeah. But we still need to fuel our creativity. Can you imagine us doing the same thing over and over again? Like, and yes, like, like that bronzed smoky Kim K look is always going to be a favor right now. Like it's a, a, and Kim K is definitely also made makeup so huge. Is that more, does that get more likes and more traction because people can see themselves? It's relatable. Yeah, it's yeah. Re- doing that. So yep. when would you use the, you know, the creative stuff that you're yeah. doing? Yeah. What kind of instances? During, um, during Groove in the Moo. Yeah. Festivals. Yeah, okay. During right. like festivals. the festival season. So like, like even like us, I've got, we've got like multiple photos that we've utilized from like even our formal season on 2019. We've got so many photos in our back catalog, in our camera log that we could post today. But, you know, it's, why would I post them now? Because when we st- we sh- we've got to start posting them in September, October, November, mm, yeah. because that's the looks that the girls want then. But during like Groove in the Moo and then like this, that, you start creating these 
perfect kind of like it's 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 very strategic. So you guys are clearly managing your own social media as well as doing makeup yeah, and doing hair that and running we don't a business. Do that. Yes, people like, think we've got someone on board. I'm like, no, no, it's it's Dana Mitch the entire way, even the All branding. The like we, des- we designed our website, we designed our logos, we designed everything. So everything that you see is a whole 360. You come into our space, you see Dana Mitch, and there's everywhere. meanings behind everything. Like our studio, our studio neon is yep. Dean's handwriting. So the studio that you oh, see with the cool. studio, that's my handwriting. The lips that we've just recently launched is uh, a reflection of Mitchell's beautiful lips. Yes. Yep. Everybody always loves my lips. I was about to say, great lips. <laughs> They're very plump. Does. Everyone <laughs> loves plump? his lips. What do you say? Plump. Yeah, no, plump. You're right. Luscious? Yes. Luscious is a better yes. word. Oh, I like luscious. Luscious yes, is I'll take luscious. Word. <laughs> luscious and plump and hydrated. Um, so the, the, the lip idea was for us, we've always wanted to have a logo that was very much like, oh, that's the boy's studio without it being so in your face. Mm. So the lips has been a concept for us for probably about a year and a half. It's been a while. And then the we came up with the idea with Mitch's lips and then obviously yeah. with the lips bleeding at the edges. I love horror. Okay. So horror is my thing. Like that's another thing that I love about makeup is that makeup so versatile from horror to glam, you know? So the reason why we did the bleeding lips is because it's paying homage to my obsession with horror with the whole bleeding lips and also lip gloss bleeding everywhere. And so how helpful was your graphic design background oh my God. when it oh, came shit. to creating all I this? I don't think that... We would have saved, been where a, we are. Yeah. saved a lot of money, man. We're, we're very like straight down the barrel with our vision. Yeah. Dean and I know like without communicating to each other, we know exactly what we want without having to ask each other, oh, is this right? Does this, are you happy with this? Yeah. We are so online with our brand and how we want things to look that when in the kind of times where we have gotten out outsourced other people, whether it's photographers, it's videographers, and they've sent back the material. Like, I've always, like yeah, even Dean's like, always been like, yeah, I've got to redo this. It's just not so, where we're at. Like, we've even asked, we've even asked for them, like, for the originals. Yeah, like, just okay. give me yeah. the original videoing without the editing, and I'll do it myself. Because, like I said, like, I, that's what's been like. Again, answer your question. Like, I've had graphic design as a as a past, but also media and film studies as a as a past as well. So for me to be able to collaborate that within our businesses has been so helpful of course. because all our videos that you see that we do in our Insta stories or even our Instagrams, people message us going, oh my God, who does your socials? Your socials are amazing. Like your videos are incredible. I'm like, no, no, that's us. And it's another creative outlet for both Mitch and I. Yeah. I know, so I know it's creative, but how hard is that to manage your time to obviously, oh. Dean, do it, you're <laughs> doing everyone's makeup, Mitch, you're doing everyone's hair and then running the business like paying your rent and keeping the lights on and then doing yeah. all your socials and paying your taxes and all that. Like, how difficult is it? Because you guys clearly do everything. Taxes, what a man. What a, <laughs> what a great word. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> it oh. is, it's it's, it's when we challenging. The, I think when we started doing the online masterclasses, and thank you so much, Jess Faccioni. Oh, my God, you're an angel for promoting <laughs> that through Hit FM. Like, God 100%. bless. She um, promoted that incredibly through her platform Can we t- the masterclasses yeah tell me more about the masterclasses I want to learn yes. what they are and so how they work the masterclass is something that Mitch and I both wanted to do for a very long time online but online for us was just something that was so we were always told that online is not even a thing anymore and we thought that social media was a platform and YouTube was a platform and no one really wanted to pay for these masterclass session styles I'm like oh really like I would pay for them like that's something that Mitch and I would pay for especially mm. if you're going to get the insight of it of a professional brain um and yeah so it wasn't until COVID-19 lockdowns that Mitch and I sat down and we had plenty of time we all did right yeah 
Um, we all did. Everyone started opening up podcasts and started doing all this <laughs> yeah, sort of exactly. stuff. So um, we're like, let's just do a makeup masterclass. And we were going to do a hair masterclass, but the makeup masterclass was a lot of effort. Yes. A lot of effort. And it just took a lot out of us. And because it was a whole 360 moment, it wasn't like we're outsourcing a, a videographer. It wasn't like we're outsourcing a editor or a sound, anybody. It was us. So we got our beautiful friend and our beautiful client, Gabby, who is a gorgeous model and she's just so beautiful. And she sat here for like literally four hours and this is pre-lockdown. And then we started doing some little tidbit, like kind of like this is what's happening. It's going to be launched in May. We filmed it in March. And I remember sat, sitting here on this right spot and I'm sitting here right now and I, I re- edited everything and by four o'clock in the morning, something happened and my entire laptop, everything shut down. Oh, no. <laughs> Disaster. Like, I'm done. We had to then, unfortunately, get Gabby in during oh. lockdown. And like as controversial that was back then, had to get Gabby back in for the eye focus because we did it. We split up in three sections. We did skin, prep, and then foundation, and then eyes, and then, no, sorry, contouring and blush. And then the last step was eyes. We had to get her back in for the eyes. And the eyes is the most like traumatic thing for me. Like it was amazing. It was a lot of fun, but it's a lot of information to be given and to keep up at a high level of like spirits at the same time. So the masterclasses yes. is basically a video of you doing this yeah, makeup and broken te- down into threes and teaching three. people how yes. to do it. Yes. And they're paying online yes. for that. Yes. And I think the important thing is with the masterclasses is that it's a masterclass. It's not it's, like, it's like a YouTube video. It's a masterclass. That's right. Like with YouTube videos, you see like all of the influencers that would do their makeup on themselves and they're like, you know, this is great. This color, like whatever. They know their face. Yeah. So they're always going to do an amazing job on themselves. Regardless. Yeah. And like, yeah, regardless, like it's always going to be amazing, but they never do a step-by-step. They're always going to be like, now I'm going to put my lashes on. Now I'm going to do this. And they come back and they look like amazing. But isn't that how everyone does their makeup? Do you know what I mean? Exactly, There's some of these yeah. YouTube tutorials that, insightful if they're like now i'm gonna do my lashes it's like yeah i know the order that it goes but i'm assuming like you said because you've got 12 years of experience in makeup so you can detail exactly what and i think also we've had like i've done master classes with mac that was obviously through a mac platform and then we started doing the master classes with westfield last year so literally it's coming up to a year in september Mm. 11 um this year that we did the first masterclass with Westfield, which was a sold-out event, which I was so proud. We did a hair and makeup masterclass. It was two hours long. It was so much fun. And then in October, we did another masterclass with Westfield as well, which is all about fun, glitter, and also how to express yourself through a festive moment coming up to the festive season. Yeah. And then Mitch and I have always wanted to do something in the studio, but we never thought that we had the capacity in our studio space because, you know, obviously how it's designed. It's very a unique space. We was like, you know what, fuck it, let's just do it. And yeah. we did it and we sold two masterclasses within two hours. Yeah, sold out, out, done. The only thing is, is that obviously because of COVID-19, we wanted to do more yep. and um, it just put a hold on them. And now, and that's why we started doing the online, online stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So is that something you're going to continue with your business yeah, going forward? Definitely. Well, literally we put up our wait list for the online masterclasses and we got like literally over 200 people like re- register. Oh, that's yeah. great. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so... Something else that I saw on the website slash Instagram is the glam bar. Yeah. What's the glam oh, bar? Oh, God, they're thin. <laughs> God, <laughs> they are good. God, you know, it's so amazing to talk about this stuff because we never really talk about ourselves because we obviously always like look at people and go, all right, that's about you. It's not about yeah. us. It's about you. Definitely. But for you to ask these questions to us today, Tommy, is just so amazing because we forget how much 
shit that we do and we're how busy we are. We're always on the next thing, aren't we? We're always yes. like, we finish one, we're on to the next, the we're on to the next, on to the next. So we don't really get a chance to sit down. We'll like reflect we and talk about all the great things. We come home and we're exhausted and we're just like, that was great. And then we're <laughs> on to the next thing. Whereas yep. then when, I guess even our clients, like they'll be like, oh, we seen you here or there or doing this. And we're like, oh yeah, that's right. We did do that. I yep. forgot about that. That's amazing. Mm. So it is nice to reflect back on it. And, and the glam bars are... I think that was one of our key things, wasn't key, it? When we first key. opened up 100%. because no one else was doing it. No one else was doing it. And I think as well, like everyone loves a good photo booth. Yep. So yes. why wouldn't they want to have next door to them a glad touch up bar? Okay. So that's what the glam bar Pretty is. Much. Yep. Yes. Don't expect you're going to get a full glam and beef. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although we did do that with Westfield. We, yeah. But I think like it when, fun, it, when it's an event, it so fun. if we've got balls, like a charity lunch that well, we've, we've done. Got we, we've got bowls. We've got sure. bowls. <laughs> charity lunches. A lot of different things that we've done is that when you walk in, I know a lot of people, so for some people they've got kids, everyone's got a life. So to get ready from coming home from work, quickly get ready, wash yeah. and blow dry your hair, style your hair, do your makeup and go. A lot. a lot of people can be quite rushed and they don't, they'd be like, oh, look, I'm fine, like whatever, but I don't feel 100% confident in maybe you're going to see other women that have just had all day to just really refine themselves. They walk in, they see us, and we're like, come and sit down. Let's yeah. fill in some lashes. Let's curl your hair a little bit more. Let's, like, volumize that, a bit more highlighter, a bit more glow, and off you go. It's just going to give them a, a lot more confidence in the night and have more fun. Yeah, definitely. And it's, 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 it's all about is about being fun. Yeah. And yep. just, I can imagine the relationships you guys are building with your clients is so special because the confidence you would give them when you've done their hair or makeup or whatever it is, they'd fi- they'd leave feeling like a new person with this new sense of self-confidence that they wouldn't have had before. Yeah, you do forget and though. like yeah. you can yeah. call, early you referenced it that it could be vain. I don't think it's vain because in this, this day and age, you need to do everything you can with yeah. everything that's going on in the world to make you feel as good as you possibly can. And clearly you guys are doing a great job of that. Yeah, and that's a thing. Like, I think it's not so much... We forget that, don't we? Yeah, we totally do. We forget the power of what we do because it is our everyday thing. Yeah, of course. I think, like, one thing that has stuck with me since doing the Westfield, when we done a a pop-up glam bar for Westfield, we had a woman, she was in line. Our line was, like, an hour wait. So it it was just like, oh, my God. And this woman, she came in, sat down, and I was like, what would you like done with the hair? She had very short hair and just, like, kind of straight with a fringe over and... I was like, what would you like me to do? And she's like, I don't know, just whatever you're kind of feeling, whatever you can do. So I kind of curled it, judged it, like done my thing. And she looked at herself and she just started crying. No, I don't. I'll yeah, start crying. Yeah. <laughs> she told me that she had terminal cancer, that oh, she was Jesus. going through all of her, which is obviously a, a, a tough thing for Dean and I because both of our parents have been through, both of our moms have been through cancer. And she said that all of her hair was falling out. And this was just when she seen us, she thought I'm having it. She said, I've had such a terrible day. And I seen this and thought, oh my God, this would be lovely to try something different with my hair before it all falls out. So she was telling me her story and, and left. And I just was like, I need to go to the bathroom for a minute. I need to cry. And didn't realize that just by doing something so small and quick, it literally took me 10 minutes. Yeah. The impact that it had on this woman's Day Even like I remember doing your life. mom's makeup. Yeah, remember like, like I did your mom, your mom's makeup, and like this is during this is after my mom passed away because yes. mom passed away from cancer like in two thousand seventeen before the boys studio, and that's what's always driven us. It's like let's keep going. Mum is fueling us right now. Definitely, but I think I remember doing Mitch's mom's makeup like literally midway through chemo, and I gave her eyebrows and I gave her lashes, and I'm like that yep. that feeling of a woman smiling is so important, and I think a woman smiling to you is that you really re- you reiterate back to you is like that's your mom, your mum. Yeah, your okay. sister. 
you know what I mean, smiling back at you going, thank you so much. Because as a man, like, I know, like, I don't want to talk about being sexist in regards to what we're talking about, but, like, as a man, like, you can kind of take things very small for granted. But as a woman, women, women's intuition and just that woman's emotions back to you is just that smile is a genuine smile, mm. you know. So do you guys do much work with men? When I worked for Mac, yeah. Oh, my God, I used to get NRL players coming to me <laughs> like at Mac because Mac was the county to go to back then, right? Right. It was like it was a hub. Like if you're going to go to a makeup brand, go to Mac. And that was so good about Mac because it was so individual in regards to being like genderless, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. So um, I used to see a lot of NRL football players because they might have had a bruise or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but in regards to our career, it's all very much to do with a very female-dominated industry. Yeah. However, the people that we do have and our clients that we do have that are in the male category, God love them, a lot of them um, are the queer community or Mitch's clients. They are definitely a... Um, a male client for him, yeah. and they're very, they're very open and creative. They just very much they, so. They're like, do whatever you want. Like, I've got one client; he's amazing, and he's just like, experiment, do whatever. If you want to color, like color all your clients are though, especially you, yeah, the male they're, clients they're, are. They're, they're, they're definitely yeah, yeah. The male then, clients are, are, are so accepting. They've been long standing to Mitchell. They know who we are. They know what we live and breathe. I mean, we're you a know, different groove. I think a lot of men would think, oh, I'm coming into a very hair and makeup. And that was one thing that was very scary for both Mitch and I to launch the boys' studio because when we launched the boys' studio, we didn't want to categorize us thinking that we were just for boys. Yeah, of yeah. course. And we, had, we, st- we, we have had multiple questions since then saying, oh, you guys just for boys. And that was during that period. I don't know if you remember a few years ago in Victoria, that lady that came in to get, a, what was it, like a daughter done? Her daughter's, daughter's haircut. Daughter's haircut. Yeah. And Joel the Barber. daughter, and the daughter's like, oh, mate. yeah, it was in Victoria. And the guy's like, sorry, ma'am, ma'am, like we're like a, a barber, like we're a full a barber service. Like yep. we don't do female haircuts. And then she got all over internet and she started this whole viral thing about like how, be, how dare you be sexist. And Mitch and I were like, Oh, we've just launched the boys' studio. Oh my yeah. god, is this okay? Like, sorry, no boys. It's for girls for yeah, hair like, and makeup. It's like, but that's not about us at all. No, like, we're not at so all. So universal in regards to being, you know, who we attract as well. Bit of a different question. What's the difference between a hairdresser and a barber? Is there a mm, difference? Good question. <laughs> and that's good also is that about a, touchy a hairstylist and a hairdresser. No. Okay. So in my course of training, I think we had about three weeks in barber. So we had um, how to use like clippers, scissor over comb, beards, all of that type of situation. That was for three weeks and then you could extend it onto more. Right. Whereas your generalized hairdressing apprenticeship was mainly female based. So if you wanted to go on more. So there's definitely for barbers, there's so many techniques that are out there available for men. I don't do them. Last time I'd done a beard trim, I had lip gloss on and their whole beard stuck to my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. okay. We'll never trim such a beard a, again. Such ever. a little comment. So true. <laughs> um, but there is a difference. I think when you really look at a hairdresser and what we do with colour, it's very scientific. Mm. It's not like I, I know oh a lot God, of clients think, goodness. oh, I want to be this colour. Right. And they pick it off the colour chart and they literally think I go and mix that up. There is so many undertones, base tones, tones, colours that we like actually have to build through. There's a lot of science behind what we do as a hairdresser to what we do as a barber. And that doesn't discourage barbers. There is definitely, so I'm not a barber and I send a lot of walk-in male clients to a barber because I think that's just a more professional service for them, for the things that I do. But it's, it is a completely different service. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Really interesting. I really appreciate that insight. And some of my questions I would understand are a bit base level, but... No, never. (laughs) That's the best thing about them. Got to start from somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I've got to learn. Okay. So we've come to this point at the podcast where the last question I always ask is for you to make a big call. Big call. Yeah, a big call. So spot cover situation? Yeah, it is. Okay. So (laughs) a couple of uh, the recent big calls I've done. Uh, Okay. So... uh, Earlier in the week, I spoke with Kate Kohler. Yes, love, love Kate Kohler. Amazing. So, as well. Love you, Kate. Mwah. So, <laughs> Kate's big call was there should be a restaurant called Leftovers where you can go mm-hmm. and eat food that's kind of like leftovers, like that one lamb chop. Or even that like bakery called Muffin Tops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I just want a muffin top. I don't want the base of it. I just want a muffin top. Yes. No, I've, already, I've already got one in my you head. You got one? Yeah. All right, let's go. Where Curl your it? fucking lashes. Curl those, <laughs> Curl those lashes and put mascara on. Curling your lashes. Get a. Girls, go and get a great lash curler. I guarantee it, it would change your life. Don't go out and spend your money on lash extensions. Lash extensions are just like, ugh, for a makeup artist, it's very hard to work with. And, um, you know, just work with what you got because these lashes that you've got there, I guarantee they're thick and I guarantee they're there for you and they're guaranteed for, like, to complement your lashes. Go and get a good lash curler and then curl those lashes. Give them a good three pumps, put mascara on them and you are done and set. Why do you think girls opt for the lash extensions instead of the curler? I get it because it's easy and it's also you wake up with almost makeup, I guess. But to me, I'm a person that needs to rub my eyes. Like I need to wake up, rub my eyes, touch my face and I don't want to have to feel like I'm not in control of my own features. Yep. So if I had lash extensions and I couldn't rub my eyes because I was too afraid that I was going to be worrying about my $150 lash extensions <laughs> yeah, okay. or like them scrubbing into my eyeball. Yeah. But I would be like, you know what? Work with what you've got because they actually are a feature of yours. Yep. Curl those lashes, get a good thickening mascara and then you're good to go. That's a great big call. I love it. I Girls, curl your lashes. Curl your lashes. Especially... People always ask me this question, you know, Dean, should I get my lash extensions done for my wedding? And I always say, no, I will utilize individual lashes. I'll give you a lash extension with my own individual lashes. It means that I can customize them for you. It means I know your eye shape and what type of makeup look that you're going to be utilizing on the day of your wedding. But if you get your lash extensions, then you're pretty much set. You know what I mean? There's no no room for improvement or there's no room for for playtime. Yeah, great. That's a great big call. Mitch, have you got one for me? Have you got a big call? I already know what it is, isn't it? I don't know. Does mine have to be hair related? No, no, no. no. I feel like it's going to be hair. It can be anything you want it to be. (laughs) Mitch hates hairspray. I thought it was going to be a hairspray No, well, actually it wasn't hairspray, but please don't use hairspray as an FYI. No, for certain situations. I'm not a big fan. No, my big call is... Instead of Uber Eats, can there be like Uber alcohol? Yeah. Somebody invent an alcohol totally. delivery service. Like right so now. when you're when you're at home <laughs> after a few and don't want to get on the road yep. and don't want to get busted, can there be like Uber alcohol? Yeah. That's my big call. Where's this come from? <laughs> I don't know, but it's I think that's a, a missing market. It's like a gap or in even the market. Uber somewhere. made. Like Uber, Uber made. Like, you know, because. Oh my which, God, can we please get a cleaner that won't steal our things? We love a cleaner. And it's like, <laughs> honestly, we've had multiple cleaners that were just like, oh, never again. <laughs> just didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. But if you had an Uber made, it means that it's a corporation dealing with her and oh, dealing that's with him. True. And it yeah. means that I can complain. Yeah. And give him a five star rating <laughs> <laughs> or a one star. Boys, thank you so much Yo. for your time today. We've gone almost an hour here, which has been a fantastic chat. Yo. And it's been such a good insight into yourselves and your business, your professionalism, where you both came from and, and what you've built today. So I just really appreciate your time and thank you so much for having a chat. 
Thank you. Thank thanks you. for coming over. Yeah, thanks for coming out, hanging out with Panini. Yeah. Uh, Panini's our little dog. <laughs> we call him Panini, Penelope, Sharon, anything. Look at him. He's just super relaxed. And his real name's Subi. His real name's Subi. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, boys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.